Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Alive show, where we interview athletes, coaches, entertainers, artists, musicians, authors, and many more on both our podcast and YouTube channels. We discuss their upbringing, careers, and what they're doing today. We document the past so the future can remember. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share our programs. Got a guest you'd like to hear? Contact us and try and get them on the program. We have over 200 episodes recorded, so please enjoy. Stories can't be remembered unless they are told. Someone asked me one time how I get my guest ideas. It's easy. Those I've had memories of in my lifetime. In a weird sort of way, it brings closure to certain times in my life. A history major at Indiana State University, I feel it's my way of preserving history for future generations to remember. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show. As you can see with us is Indiana University Hoosier men's basketball coach and Broderpool High School class of 1976 graduate, Michael Woodson. Coach Woodson, thanks for taking some time to uh, uh, talk about basketball, talk about being at Broderpool, talking about uh, uh, Coach Smith, and of course, uh, maybe a couple of uh, questions within their coach night. Okay. I'm more than happy to. When you first met Coach Smith, what what did you think? What was what was your? Did you think, wow, this is going to be a little rough. This is going to be a little tough. Uh, uh, suck it up, or uh, how, how did that go? Well, I met Smitty. You know, my freshman year, uh, Coach Partee was the freshman uh, was the freshman coach, and Smitty kind of set in on tryouts that year to see, you know, what all the freshmen were looking like that year. And um, I made the freshman team and he kind of followed us that year. You know, we're a pretty good freshman team that year. We had a bunch of talent around the city that all kind of migrated to Bra Ripple that year. And then my sophomore year, I went out for the reserve team and who was it? It was Van Meter who was the uh, reserve coach there at Ripple. Smitty sat in on those tryouts and I ended up making it. And then from there on, Smitty and I became kind of a partnership. You know, he, he, uh, the senior team that year was really good. And um, he played me like half the reserve games, made the reserve coach play me the first and second quarter. And then the third and fourth quarter, he made him save, save me for um, the varsity game, which I really never got to play much because of the varsity team was really talented that year until we got to the city into the city championship round, rounds. And I ended up getting in the game at a critical time and threw a cross court pass that cost the seniors, the city championship as a sophomore. And he never said one word to me. He just took it out on the seniors. Like it was their fault. And really, 
it was my fault. And from that point on, Smitty and I developed a hell of a relationship because my junior and senior year, that's when I really took off as a player. People don't understand that uh, the Hinkle sectional was really hard to get out of. Well, it was because of all the inner city schools that, that possess so much talent. Um, you'd look at Tech and Washington and Arlington, Marshall. Uh, uh, who else was it? I'm trying to – Cathedral, um, Howe. Um, it was just – it was Christmas Addicts. I forgot about them. I mean, it was just so much inner city talent that, you know, one game, slip up, you go home. And we basically, in the sectionals, we beat up on each other. And then schools, you know, outside the city, you know, the Gary's, Indian, the Marion's, you know, those scheme teams would come in. And I would always used to think that they always had an easier route and we inner city schools had because of the talent that we had in the city. I, I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit here, but what was it like to sit on the bench at Broderfield during their 1980 state championship run and also have Steve Downing sitting on the Washington bench on the other side? What was that like? I wasn't on the bench. You know, I don't, you know, that run I was in 86, I was still playing basketball. No, in 80. And are you talking about sitting? Did I come down for that? I don't yeah. think so. I got. I have a picture of you sitting on the bench during the regionals, and Steve Downing was sitting on the. Oh, Washington I thought bench. you said the championship. Oh, I game. apologize. I apologize. Okay, no, because I didn't get to see the long court pass and all of that. Uh, but no, it was unbelievable because Smitty, you know, Smitty was probably one of the last coaches, inner city coaches, to win it what I call the right way, <laughs> the hard way, you know, I mean, you got all these class a uh, divisions now in, in high school basketball in the state here. Um, but he was one of the last inner city coaches, I think to, to win the championship. It was a hell of a run for him because if I believe Stacy Turan doesn't make the long shot, you know, they don't go to the finals that year to win it. Um, so what do you use? Do you still use something on a daily basis or do you, do you think of coach Smith on a daily basis during uh, uh, coaching now at Indiana university? And, and do you, what do you use from him? There's not a day that goes by. I don't think about Smitty, you know, because when I look at our history together and our relationship that we developed, you know, I, I was the player, and a lot of people don't know this, I was the player that probably cost Smitty a big-time job in college basketball at the University of Wisconsin. Because uh, when I was coming out my senior year, Wisconsin was going to give Smitty the job if I had made the commitment to go. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go to Indiana. I always knew I wanted to go to Indiana. And so Smitty never really got the big-time chance to – to coach on a major level in college. So I felt an obligation when I got in position as a pro head coach that I was going to do everything possible to help Smitty fulfill a dream that most high school coaches would never get an opportunity to do. And 
I made him when I got the head job in Atlanta with the Hawks. I made him come to Atlanta once a month and learn the NBA game and sit with me and just learn. And then when I got the head job, he did that for six years. And when I got the head job in New York, I hired him as my assistant coach. And he was probably the oldest <laughs> assistant coach in the NBA at that time. And never coached in college, as far as I know, and never had a relationship in the NBA. So I thought it was fun. We had a good run in New York together, man. And then he ended up dying on me, which was a heartbreaker for me. I got to, I talked to him the night before that he passed and it was supposed to be like a routine surgery. And uh, I, people just don't know, understand how many lives that that guy touched. No, he touched a lot of people, man. I was, I was in Memphis the week before he died. And normally when I go to Memphis, I'll send a car to pick him and Lil, his wife up to come down to the hotel and get him a room. And he had, they would have dinner with me the night before the game. And then the next morning, he and I would always get up. He'd come to my meeting and we'll go have breakfast and then get on the bus and go over for shoot around. Well, that particular morning when we were there, he, he came down and had dinner, but he didn't have the strength to go. Um, he said he wasn't feeling well, didn't, where he couldn't. Let me shut this off. Uh, he just didn't feel well to go to, sh and that wasn't like Smitty. So I said, well, just rest, and then I'll come back and have lunch with you before the game. And I said, just get ready for the game, because he always goes to the game. And I came back and said he just didn't feel like it. And I went up to the room and kind of laid there in the bed with him, shooting the breeze with him. And then uh, uh, he decided not to go to the game. And we went on and played the game. And I called him after the game. And, and uh, I took off and hit, headed back to, to where I was going. And, and then the next week he died, you know what I mean? And so it was like, I really got a chance to see him before he got away, but boy, he got away too soon, man. Cause he was a good man. Good, good man. Uh, did being coached under coach Smith, you know, uh, and he was a father figure for many. I, I, I could go through stories. I, I know you were probably surprised to see a white guy sitting across from you to talk to you during an interview at, that, you know, has so so many great things to say about Coach Smith and what he meant to me. But did, did his coaching style kind of prepare you a little bit of what you uh, uh, spent four years under Coach Knight with? Yeah, I mean, I think what he did for me, he prepared me for Coach Knight, meaning, you know, back then, a lot of the high school coaches kind of looked at Coach Knight as like the guy, which he was. And even though Smitty and, and Coach Knight had their differences, uh, Smitty still respected Coach as a, as a coach. And his principles were pretty much the same. He was very disciplined, Smitty was, on and off the court. And that, more than anything, you know, forget the X's and O's, that prepared me for Coach Knight in a major way. Because if you're not ready for that when you come here to Indiana and played for Coach Knight at that time, it could be a struggle for you. So in that regard, Smitty, Smitty, Smitty put me in a different light 
by disciplining me on and off the court and got me really prepared when I stepped foot here on campus to play for Coach Knight. I know basketball may occupy your mind 24-7, but when it's not, what, what does uh, Coach Mike Woodson like to do in free time? Or, are, are you just really a basketball junkie? No, I spend a lot of time with basketball, but when I get away, I, I, my free time is basically with my family. Uh, if it's summertime, if I can sneak out and play golf, I do that, but I socialize a lot with friends. Uh, my daughters tease me all the time. They say, you, you just know too many people, you know, <laughs> based on that. And, and that's, that's just my nature, man. I, you know, I've been able to have a gift of bringing people together and, and building relationships. And uh, that's kind of a, a signature thing for me. You know, I, I run a big time uh, golf program in Vegas where we bring a lot of people in and it's just a good family atmosphere where guys can network and socialize, man. I'm, I'm big on that. Uh, if you look closely in the background, probably you don't have to, but uh, people will see that uh, there's a nice photo there from you that you sent my son and we appreciate that. Yeah. You're very welcome. Yeah. So well, I, I know we're going to get the same cliches from you, but it, it's nice to start out the season three and zero. It, it is. I mean, again, we're a team that's trying to figure out how to win, um, figure out how to bond together and, and learn and get to know one another. I mean, some of these guys have been together a while and there are a number of guys that this is all new to, to them. But at the end of the day, these guys have done everything that I've asked them to do. And uh, we just got to keep working, man, taking it a game at a time, a practice at at a time and see if we can grow and get this team back on top. Uh, one last question. What's the schedule like compared to coaching in the NBA? Is it different or is, is it a busier schedule? I mean, you, you got, you got probably things to do at nine, nine 30, 10 o'clock. I mean, does the day get away from you or is it uh, just as busy as coaching in the NBA? I'll just say this 34 years, a hundred plus games. No, it's not as busy as the NBA. <laughs> it really isn't. I mean, it's a lot of work in college basketball from the recruiting standpoint and, and uh, staying on top of these players. And But when you talk about a 30-game schedule versus a 100-plus schedule, you know, that's, that's the difference. You know, you're traveling, playing three, four games a week in the pros, and in college you're probably playing two games a week. So that's the difference, I think. Well, we can cross our fingers. I know the voting is not released on uh, who's going to be inducted into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame until the end of this month. But uh, hopefully this will be the year for Coach Smith and Coach Woodson, Indiana University Hoosiers men basketball coach. Thank you for spending some time with us on the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show from one Broderpool Rocket to another. I appreciate you and good luck on the rest of your season. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thank you.